Welcome, Spacers. This week's guest is Ben Brown from Austin, Texas. He's a cool cat working on building bots for the Slack communication app that's so popular with his team called Howdy. And in fact, his, uh, one of the first bots they're coming out with is called Howdy. That helps with uh, do um, stand-up meetings uh, and makes them possible through the Slack app. Uh, and that's just the stopping, uh, starting point, really. Uh, there's lots of cool things that he mentions that they're working on at Howdy and with uh, hints of cool things happening uh, in December. So pretty awesome. It's a really great talk uh, with Ben, and I uh, hope to may catch up with him in December as well. Uh, some notes on some projects I'm working on. One is a Kickstarter app. Now, it's actually a book and an online course. It's about uh, learning responsible design principles by showing you um, how to convert legacy apps and websites to be mobile friendly. So uh, check it out, rwdmakeover.com. Lots of cool rewards and things that you can do to help uh, sponsor the project. Also next week, I'll be hosting the UX Rebel Summit on November 17th. It's really great for uh, UX freelancers or professionals who uh, want to get ahead in their field. And so we have a, a talk on tools and gadgets, uh, techniques, how to uh, better design things for accessibility, uh, how to uh, design a better portfolio for your next job. So really some great stuff. So check it out. Uh, also, we'll do, be hosting the SAS Summit, the SAS, the post-CSS processor. We have two days of great talks uh, about uh, topography and music, uh, building games with SAS, uh, also uh, you know, post-CSS and SAS. And so definitely a great way to, to be involved with that. So those two things are coming up. Definitely check those out. As for Nonbreaking Space, you can learn more about the show, including links discussed in today's episode at nonbreakingspace.tv. Also, feel free to follow us on Twitter at NBSPTV. And also, uh, it's time to get serious, guys. I'll go use some reverse psychology. Do not go to iTunes and rate non-breaking space. There. I did it. I didn't feel good about it. Maybe I did, to be honest. I'm not really sure how reverse psychology works. Anyhow, uh, enjoy this week's show and hope to talk to you guys soon. I guess we start off right, right away just asking uh, people how they got involved with the web. I know you were, uh, I know you, reading up, you've been part of the web from an early start, really. How, how I got involved in the web. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I, got a, I got started really early. I mean, um, I worked, uh, I thought, I just thought the web was really fascinating when I found out about it in a um, after school, um, like, tutorial that they actually were throwing for the teachers, but like I was hanging around in the computer lab and I was like, what's this internet thing you got over there? Um, and I remember making my first web page, which was like a, using like a drop down form elements to like put together like a nasty sentence about my math teacher or something like that. Being like, the internet is great. Um, <laughs> and that was like in 94 or whatever. So, um, yeah. And then, but the most exciting thing about, um, going to college for me was that I got a, you know, a static IP address that I could, um, you know, route public DNS to. So I got my friend who ran a DNS server to like pointed.com at my dorm room IP address. And I had a whole Linux network, um, running in my dorm, um, and wow. m- mostly to like ru- run a hosting, like web hosting provider for my friends, you know, my, oh, wow. you know, anyways, whatever, very nerdy. Yeah. That's cool. So what type of sites did you run in your college? Um, I had a zine called Flabjab, 
Uh, what is Flab Jab? What was the Flab Jab? Uh, what was the mission? Editorial uh, mission for Flab Jab. I'm I I, I was eighteen. <laughs> uh, so we had a section called like um like birth uh you know what was it like sex drugs and rock and roll or whatever and somebody would write an essay about sex about uh-huh. drugs and about rock and roll uh-huh. and then like we'd rotate through different people and i mean it was actually like a lot of these like web you know 1.0 um superstars mm-hmm. like contributed to flabjab back in the day it was you know like a webzine out of like 12 that that existed on the internet right yeah and um yeah so it was crazy and i had like i had like t-shirts and um you know um stickers for my webzine that i ran out of my dorm um and uh and like you know it was cool okay. went to like web 99 which is like a conference um, oh like yearly, you know web 99 was that uh san francisco right i think, or, so. I think so yeah 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 because uh, uh yeah, uh, conferences. Well, like, now I do conferences, but uh, yeah. So the first one I ever went to was Web two thousand, I think, or Web two thousand one or that. So yeah, yeah. And, and you know, anyways, it was a it was a wacky time. And then I worked at an ISP for a couple of years in the in the late nineties, and then got into like web application development. And uh, wow. well, well, like how like uh, what what technologies did you use? What, what apps did you build? And uh, <laughs> How 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 detailed do you want me to get? Golly, yeah, um, I'll get super detailed. Oh, super detailed. Yeah. So I mean, I worked at a ISP, right? Mm-hmm. That um, we were one of the projects that I worked on was an authentication system for D, for uh, DSL. So like DSLs coming to the Washington metro area, mm-hmm. they're 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 like literally putting the wires to people's houses, and they and the ISP like came to us basically, and we're like. We, as the systems department of the ISP, were told, like, hey, this thing is going online in, like, three weeks. Um, like, back it. Um, so that was, you know, crazy. Like, C and, like, Linux kernel hacking and stuff. Um, uh, we, when I started my first startup, it was all based in Perl. Right. Um, so we wrote, like, this huge, um, you know, um, structured data information parsing system web scraper crazy tool in 2000 called deep leap mm-hmm. uh, basically it was so on the front end it was a javascript application that ran in netscape navigator mm-hmm. using a, a signed a signed jar file of javascript that somehow we figured out how to embed it into the toolbar of of netscape and that would allow us to click a little click the link in your browser and it would pop open a little teeny deep leap window that would be able to bypass the um, cross-browser, cross-scripting um, rules. So you okay. could see, Deep Leap was able to see what you were doing in your main browser window. So at the time, that was things like Amazon and, <laughs> you know, uh, ePinions and, you know, like product review site or whatever. Um, so like our little tool would like give you contextual information about like what you were looking at in Amazon um, by scraping it and like parsing it out and, um, sending it off to other APIs. Right. That was super so, cool. Per- Pearl. Yeah. So, like, what type of contextual information would you would you get for like, let's say, if I went to the Amazon book page, it could like, like pull out the ISBN and then and then fill in the information based on the ISBN number with all of the other publishing information, and then also give you links. So the idea was that it would create like this structured data representation of that book that mm-hmm. you could then send off to other things. So like you're on Amazon, but you want to shop at barnesandnoble.com or whatever. Um, Or like, here's the review of this book on many other sites based on its ISBN number. 
um, you know, the kind of stuff that's easily to, easily done these days with with APIs or you know, right. built into Amazon. But um, in 2000, it was like, whoa, yeah. look at all this stuff all over the internet. It's kind of scattered here and there. Wouldn't it be great if it was like more connected and sort of just automatically connected? Right. So we built this crazy plugin. So what happened to Deep Leap? Was just... uh, it, it basically imploded at, at, at the you know on the first day of the dot com bubble crash. So oh, man. we, we had like received like you know twenty thousand dollars of investment from our moms and dads. Right. Launched it. Got had tons of you know press and and like good success and all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. you know I'd say arguably like did the like, social bookmarking like before anybody else and um, a bunch of other things before anybody else. But yeah you know, whatever. And then it was just like, and then we took the servers that it was running on and our friends, um, Ev Williams were, uh, in San Francisco was running this little startup called blogger and he needed some extra mm-hmm. hardware. So we like sold, sold him the servers for right. like a couple grand <laughs> and, uh, went our separate ways. <laughs> whatever happened to blogger. I'm not really sure. What? I don't know. <laughs> a little startup. Yeah. So, uh, I wish you did a, a, another startup was called uh, Consummating later on. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, this is just like a one sad, sad personal story, really. Uh, okay. But with like a great ending, which is okay. that I'm awesome. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> so I got basically, you know, got into quite a funk about um, co- uh, Deep Leap failing because I thought, and I still think it was like a genius idea and should have been <laughs> wildly successful. And, um, you know, was just wandering about getting married and divorced and stuff and uh, just for fun. And um, me and my, one of the Deep Leap people, Adam, um, were like seriously just kind of quite bitter and like dickish people and um, in our like early 20s. And like Friendster dating and like stuff like that was like the thing. And and um, like Salon had a, had a dating site that you could like join and like I was meeting women through that kind of thing. And it was, but it wasn't like really our thing, right. It like didn't fit our personality or like who we wanted to like represent ourselves online as. So we decided to build like a parody of that mm-hmm. with questions instead of questions, like what was the latest book you read? Like the question was like, we'll just get, you know, just t- tell me which parent you have an issue with now. And, and like, you know, check, mar- check marks for like, you know, mommy issues, daddy issues or whatever, and like herpes and whatever. Okay. We were just like, ha, 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 that'll be funny. Right. Um, and we launched that in like a couple of days. And, you know, it like got on Gawker like on the first day, which meant something back then. And we just yeah. got like, you know, 20,000 user signups. And it was like, oh, shit, we have like an actual dating site on our hands. Right. Um, so, you know, time went by and uh, things were, in, in terms of technology, things were really, really interesting about, with like the Web 2.0 stuff, like Ajax and, um, you know, all of this new kind of whizzy bang features that websites were adding where like, you know, all of a sudden the page didn't reload when you hit a, hit a form or whatever. Right, right, right. So one of the things that we, um, you know, we were just kind of like figuring out what, what could be interesting in that space and um, we added like tagging so all of a sudden um you know you could send tags to people or like tag people's profiles and 
then navigate around people who had the similar tags. And all of a sudden it was just this really interesting, like organic, like community, you know, thing that kind of evolved out of that. And, um, turns out also that tag, like overlapping tags or overlapping tag sets is a really interesting way to like discover people or, um, you know, make matches. So, we had these really, really weird, quirky matches coming out of our system based on like, you know, you like Dungeons and Dragons and I like Dungeons and Dragons. And also we like, you know, um, you know, sushi or whatever. And it's like, we're the only two people in Austin who like those two things. Like, boom, match made in heaven. Right, which is actually... And also like something to talk about right away. Right, okay. okay. So, cool. So we called it... So we were like, what do we call that? I don't know, I don't know. So we just like a friend of ours... Um, was like consummating it's like consumer mating whatever like yeah, okay cool yeah, duh yeah, yeah. and we were like it, it you know you are what you like and uh, one of the other cool features that consummating had was that instead of like a static set of profile questions you um it we changed it every week so or we added a new one each week mm. so every week like you know the whole user base would be engaged in in like answering the same question which was you know most of the time like silly things like you know if you were a hot dog you know what would your condiment be or whatever but week after week after week you know 200 of those or whatever people have built up quite a a profile and then they're liking things and like we had thumbs up and thumbs down on the profile so there was this like um ranking um aspect of things too and jesus christ it also had a pixel art aspect towards the end so, so it was just a lot of things that you're adding, you know, in this Web 2.0 era. But it's like a nice community. Uh, yeah. it was, I hate to say, pretty say it was a nice. nice. Yeah, I would say. Sorry, sorry about that. I I put that out there as soon as I said, like, oh, I want to take that word back. Uh, there was a I, snarky community of mostly buttholes, but okay. they were great. Well, that's what I meant by nice. Uh, yeah. uh, so, um, but you, uh, uh, it got, I read they got sold for DCNet. Is that right? Yeah, so you know, not not really long after we launched, um, uh, CNET Networks in San Francisco um, acquired us, um, mm-hmm. and I, we moved to San Francisco. Um, and you know, it was it it was just me and Adam as sort of volunteers up to that point. And Adam worked at Google, so he wasn't coming along. Right. So I, um, you know, pre IPO Google or whatever. So so you know, I went to San, I went to CNET we hired one other person um, and like we set about trying to catch up with MySpace, I guess, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. which was, you know, this is again, 2005, 2006. So we were like, Oh, we're the, we're going to try to be like a social network, something that they, that CNET had um, aspirations for. Well, so, so my question is like, like, what is it, what does it look like when someone says we want to go buy, your app or your product or something like that was it like how was that like somebody called me from cnet one day mm-hmm. um and said hey have you ever heard of cnet before and i was like yeah yeah like you do like news and stuff right yeah yeah but we do a lot of other stuff too um i it, i we noticed this consummating thing you've got going like tell me a little bit about it you know blah 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 it's this cool thing oh you know like we're building it to be um co-brandable right like Hey guy, like um, it's we can license this to you. Like it'll be great because that was so, you know part of the salon.com thing was like it was co-branded with all these different <laughs> magazines. We we're like yeah yeah that'll be. And uh, he's like that sounds great. Um, 
I think probably more along the lines of buying it, though. We had like some um, brisk negotiations. I basically like poorly negotiated my, my myself mm-hmm. um, and like um, probably like took like a third of the money I could have probably gotten if I had been a little bit savvier and like not 25. Like, like how, what do you mean by that? Like, like what lessons would you learn? Like, were, were these like email conversations or were they just like phone call conversations that you're having? I mean, we, I, I, we did a bunch of in-person kind of talks and also a, a lot of it over the phone because I'm, you know, obviously here in Austin. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were, the person who I dealt with at CNET was actually really gracious and, um, and um, helpful and like uh, basically was like, go hire yourself like a fancy lawyer. Right. Um, and so I did. And, um, uh, you know, it was really, really, really expensive. But basically it, that, that, that part of it was all very smooth. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they, at some point they're like, name a price. You know, right. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, okay. It's like a billion dollars. Like $6,000 of total revenue right. ever on this thing that was like a hobby of mine. Right. And they're like going to buy it. So right. $100 million. Right. No, uh, $1 million. Like, you know, it was that right. kind of thing. Right. They're like, no, not $100 million. I'm right. like, oh, okay. Well, I'll take whatever you give me. Right. <laughs> uh, that's brisk negotiations, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, you know, there's like this aspect of it that I'm like, a, this was sort of like the anti-commercial gross, you know, hipster website or whatever that we were trying to be like, what a, you know, can't counterculture or whatever. So there was that aspect of things in my whole life, frankly, at that time. Right. And still probably to this day. <laughs> still thread going on. Cool. So, uh, so consummating, you're in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Then what happens next? So, CNET was a great place to work, honestly, and they actually let me just like sit in the basement and like code consummating and do like crazy stuff. And our users did all these cool parties and, that were called prom summatings, and like people got crazy at these proms and took pictures, and it was great and um, it was fun. But you know, I first of all hated San Francisco and wanted to move back desperately to Austin. Why, why do you hate San Francisco? It's too expensive, cold all the time. And all my friends were like, who got bought by Google? Who got bought by Google? And like, it just, I was like, where do breakfast tacos um, get served here? And they're like, it's all about burritos up here, man. Yeah, exactly. I just don't agree with the burritos. The chips are crispy there. And I like, or they're crunchy there. And I like a crispy chip. Seeing it like at the same time was like, there was not really any place I was going to go there. Like, I didn't really realize that, like, internet product manager was just, like, a kind of dead-end job um, where, like, yo, hey, have fun. Like, run that shit for the rest of your life, like, at, you know, your current salary. Right. Um, Unless, you know, somehow you have, like, this aberrant growth curve, you know, which I didn't know how to make happen, you know, in in a basement with one other guy. And then somebody from... um, I wish I, I can't really say the details of this part, but one of the people who was one of the consummating members who like got a lot out of it, um, like felt very like connected to his experience there and like that felt that it was very rewarding or whatever, um, was like, Hey, I've got a killer job for you. Um, why don't you come work for me? Um, I'm like an executive at a large company. And, um, so he, recruited me away from that um very easily with a tantalizing and amazing opportunity to like basically go and like be an r&d person for a couple of years um at a secret media you know secret 
giant media company that I can't mention. And then finally, that allowed me to get back back to Austin. So after two years, is that right? Is that what you said? Two years? Yeah, it was two years. And then you come back to Austin uh, to do what? Like, what, what, like, what was your, what so was your goal? Katie, my wife, um, or fiance at the time, um, had been working at, um, mule design in San Francisco mm-hmm. with like Mike Montero and Erica, Erica Hall and, and those guys. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, we, I had been like doing this consulting, uh, or like R and D work, um, and we were like, let's just, this is stupid. Like we could make a lot more money if we just did this together and, um, like took it up a notch. Um, so I convinced her to quit and we, and started XOXCO to do consulting in the like product design development space. Um, initially we were focusing on like community, um, community applications, uh, but, you know, uh, after seven years, we sort of broadened out to like building and designing all sorts of digital products. So what type of digital products have you built? Built a whole bunch of sort of social backed applications with like, uh, like one, one of them called Neighbor Goods for a lovely client, um, this one, Mickey Krimmel in um, LA, but uh, which was like a social like tool sharing application. Um, super, super cool. I think probably a wee bit before its time. Um, in like t- 2008 when we built it. Um, but you, you know, you could like find people in your neighborhood who had a, a ladder instead of going and buying a ladder. Right. Um, so like, you know, super cool concept. Um, we, uh, I mean, we built a, we built a, like a HTML five app store as a Chrome extension for like, um, a company that never launched. It was like a, it was going to be like this huge part of this big thing that like all of it just fell apart at the last minute. Oh, it was man. like this crazy, it was this crazy, um, you know, basically like build iTunes app store, but as an HTML five app in a Chrome extension that installs other HTML five apps, it like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, super, but it was, you know, super, super cool. And it was like at the very, very dawn of, um, like eight Chrome extensions, Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be able to do that. We built the make pixel art thing, which is like another Chrome extension that is a canvas based pixel art editor, but like probably the most feature rich f- pixel art editor you've ever seen. Um, and is like the most popular pixel art editor on the internet, as far as I can tell with like a quarter million pe- quarter million pieces of pixel art created in our wow. stupid online tool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it has like a social backend where you can like share and remix pixel art. Right. Why? Why did I build these things? I don't know. Sometimes we built Taco Text, which is a what's, what's Taco Text? It's an iPhone app that and, and an Android app actually that allows you to text pictures of tacos to people. Why Huge, wouldn't you? Hugely popular. This was you know I know that the things times have changed now with iOS uh, nine point one or whatever, but right. <laughs> okay. it, it used to be possible to just text a taco to anybody. We did a secondary app called Taco Text, which we released <laughs> three versions of. Because right. again, I'm not. I think we had some idea that I was going to make money, but so because I knew there was a Taco Finder app for the iPhone, which you just yeah that held up and you was like, okay, where's the tacos? Yeah, yeah, that that sounds useful, but oh, yeah. Taco Text was like passion. Okay, <laughs> for a while, it was on the cover of Texas Monthly Magazine. Taco Text, right there. Oh, I, I'm going to look it up, man. I'm looking That's that one crazy. up. Taco. Uh, it's Taco Text on TXT. Taco it's TXT. Text. Taco Text. Okay. Taco Text. I'm going to flip that one up, man. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got a bunch of wacky stuff out there. But then, you know, like we also did a lot of really serious work um, 
doing workflow development tools and like web editing tools. Um, we worked with a bunch of, you know, cool publishers to do, um, like contextual, uh, modifications to their like look and feel of their web page, depending on like what time of day it was, or if you had viewed the page like before that day, um, yeah. to just sort of like experimental, like bubbling of content into different locations so that you'd have a different experience each time. Um, you know, um, and then recently we've gotten really super into, um, you know, automation and, um, you know, uh, bots, of course. Right. Right. Well, that leads me to, uh, to Howdy, right? That's the, that's the main thing that the current focus, not the main thing, but current focus, if you will. Oh, it's the main thing. That's the main thing. Okay. Oh, it's prime time. Yeah. Um, so so Howdy is, uh, just about bots. Sorry. I just want to to step on you there, but, uh, just bots. And so, uh, it's it, you released it recently, like within two three weeks, I believe. It's twenty one uh, days ago. Yeah. Twenty one days ago, and um, and so it it's integrated into Slack channel, which you know everyone has Slack. It's a you know Slack is I don't think I have to tell anyone what Slack is, but like Slack just took <laughs> off and just beat every I don't know group messaging like business messaging system out there. I mean, like I think it ate. Basecamp's lunch for a while, if not, I don't know all of it, but uh, yeah, I, I was totally impressed with how people just loved, have loved yeah. Basecamp, uh, Slack, and just have not uh, given up on Slack. And when and when every other kind of Basecamp killer came and went, I think it's kind of crazy. But but like one of the cool features with Slack is that you have integrations with with software, and um, I don't know if it's Jiffy or Giphy, whichever one to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the most popular one that I think people just. They have to have that in their in their app, but you can also do all sorts of things instead of just inserting gifs of random things into your to your chat stream. But uh, and so, uh, Howdy comes along, and what 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 does Howdy solve? Like what what's, what's the backstory with Howdy? So we you know use bots for everything um, these days, and um, you know we had built up this big arsenal of bots doing our own stuff and like building stuff for clients and shipping software all the time. Um, so like we were convinced that bots are um, a, 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 a deal, right? Like that teams will be benefited by bots, um, and really we see like a huge opportunity just in the space of like messaging broader more broadly than just like teams in slack but like families uh, in, in messaging networks and you know friend groups and like political organizations and whole corporations that are you know out there in the field or whatever connected via a slack or something like that or you know just text messaging or whatever which you know i like to say it's built into every single phone like feature phone or or, or, or you know smartphone on the entire planet so and and like right now there's only a few applications that are built that live inside those kind of environments. Um, and so I think there's a, you know, a lot of opportunity there for, for growth and for, you know, really interesting things, you know, to happen. So anyways, Howdy um, in Slack does, does a, a bunch of different things. But one of the cool things that I think it does is that it can talk to all of your teammates at the same time and like collect information from them and then create documents of that and share it back with you. So like if you're having a standup meeting, instead of everybody having to say all of their stuff in like in sequence, you can talk to the bot and it will co- collect everything from everybody and then deliver the thing to, to people so that they can talk about, you know, the actual content instead of spending the time exchanging the content. And, you know, we just think that you get a little bit more time to, to, to make decisions and like take action. If you don't have to spend the time, like actually just 
blurbing out, you know, your, your answers and like what your blockers are or whatever. And it's a nice bonus to also have the bot, like take pristine and automatic notes and like share it with you on a wiki page, which is something that we're like in the process of launching right now. Um, so that like, you can look back at your meeting notes from today or yesterday or two weeks ago and see like how things have progressed. Um, so that's just like the beginning of what Howdy's going to do. Um, the, the, the broader concept is to, you know, allow teams to take advantage of these automation tools in a like really easy way and just build conversational interfaces to the sort of processes and tools they use every day. Um, uh, so I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy it too. Cause like, uh, like we're a small shop and, um, but you know, so we have a uh, vendors and contractors. And so just to be able to run Howdy and just say like, uh, what's everyone doing? Um, just because we're kind of loose, we don't have like a lot of structure in our organization. But every once in a while, I was like, "Hey, what is everyone working on?" <laughs> just to make sure, like, <laughs> what problems are they having? And so it was, it was really great because, like, you know, you've because we've run howdy a few times. It's just like just be able to say, like, just go out there, say like three times a week. This is probably all we need, really. Just to make sure everyone's on the same page. And yeah, and as a as the personally for me, it's like I'm really interested in making sure as anyone who would do a stamp meeting, just making sure there's no bottleneck somewhere that that. A, I'm causing, which is like the worst thing ever, but also making sure there's bottlenecks that I, I need to focus my attention on. Yeah. And help, yeah. And help other people. So, exactly. And then, and, but to get that information from everyone, just the way our company works, it just, it'd just be it's kind of annoying <laughs> just to do that and just <laughs> do, do a stand up. So, it's, it's always nice just to be able to like, just do it through a, a nice, friendly bot named Howdy. Yeah. Whereas it's a lot better than me coming up there and like, hey, how's it going? Do you need caffeine? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I mean, and we don't definitely don't want to like replace human interaction or anything like that. We want to like give you the time to ha- do the things that like people ne- need to do instead of the things that ro- that robots can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we, we, we our use of it has has expanded to do things like you know where we want to go to lunch, and we just like run that, and you know, Bing, everybody kind of like results in. Now we can you know go. So I mean, like lunch tacos definitely like yeah. in there for like what what future do you see also for for other apps and like i guess for, for mostly in the project management space but also just i mean i i think other, other spaces yeah i think there's a lot of different opportunities i mean there's a, the traditional use of bots you know in the like the devops world of doing deployments and um you know continuous integration kind of stuff i think will um be able to be integrated into into howdy so people can you know worry about the details of their specific process and not the, you know, the like construction of and maintenance of like this bot technology that, you know, you know, et cetera. Um, I think there's like, we get a lot of interest from people who want to reach out to their um, employees with like message, you know, some kind of message or update, um, but also some questions for, you know, from the field or whatever. So, um, you know, like, you know, Hey, this week, the goal of the company is to like sell more widgets. Um, our new strategy is going to be like door-to-door widget sales. So, anyways, on to the weekly questionnaire. Blah blah blah. Um, so, but you know, get them to get them in a place where they're already, you know. Uh, oh wow! Uh, a weekly company newsletter that engages. Yeah, exa- uh, exactly. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, future uh, looks great. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, and I think that I, we I, we see things like you know GitHub getting um, you know Octocat or whatever arriving on, on your team one day, and and 
from then on, like most of the time you're just like playing with Octocat instead of going to the GitHub website. Yeah. You know, if you're like a Slack dedicated team or whatever. And then, you know, I think just more and more stuff like that will, will uh, arrive in Slack or again in like text messaging or both um, where, you know, you're just chatting away with the thing and um, you know, they're not AIs. They're not like, you know, going to take over or whatever, but they're able to understand when you're like launch it or whatever that you meant, you know, deploy the code. Right. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see like, we're just, this is automating a whole bunch of tasks that you just don't want to do or just, you know, just set them up and, and, and uh, or just re- retrieve information. Like I think one of the bots at uh, with the Austin built team has a, is the lake full yet that we just keep on? Yeah. Uh, that was, that's pretty awesome. Like, like we were building this website, just like this one thing website. And it's like, is the lake full yet? And then, uh, and then this bot comes up and says, Hey, look guys, look right. And I'm like, and so we just, so we just ping the bot in the conversation to see if, the local like Travis is uh, full or not, which is yeah. really awesome. Well, like, I, and it's it, what what I think people are well, at least what I'm starting to realize about this is that it that captures the like context of the information in a way that like things that if you had just checked the website IRL, it wouldn't have right. Mm-hmm. It injected like a bookmark of reality into that conversation um, that you know later could be like brought back out into some sort of structured information or like, you know, meaning mm-hmm. later. Right? right. I think, I think Slack's kind of bigger picture vision is that like, that like they, they, they're almost like the frozen, the cryogenics company that like one day science will figure out how to bring the people back to life. <laughs> Slack's like, we have your message archives, like one day, like our, some sort of like machine learning will like extract perfect knowledge base of your company. But you know, for now, it's just like chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can definitely see like we're like, I like the idea of like like bringing the information and like that's almost like was it the like gratuitous information at the time, but yeah, like when it came time, like oh wait, what was that information was? Yeah, and I mean one of the thing, one of the up, like upcoming features that we're doing right is like capturing when somebody goes on like a useful rant. So <laughs> a, a lot of the times it's like, well, why did this, you know, like, here's an example from our day to day, like, well, okay. why the hell did this code not get deployed right or whatever? Right. Let me just explain to you all how the fucking code deploy works again. <laughs> you know, start rant. <laughs> One, do this, two, you know, and like I, you know, boom. And then at the end, boop, there's a wiki page. Right. You know, like. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. Like, so, so all my rants can be, have their own wiki. Is that right? Exactly. And then, like, but in the business sense, like, that'd be awesome because then if someone's, you hire someone new, they're able to, like, just they're, like, hey, uh, where can I find a place where I can learn a lot about my company without pissing off my colleagues? <laughs> the rant wiki page. <laughs> yeah, wiki pages. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, if you, especially with, with new hires, I think in the tech world, is like you move from one company to another, you have to learn the processes. So, something like that would be pretty easy. Exactly. And I mean, I think that everybody loves to, communicate in slack and that is the place where questions can get answered and that and the communication stream can like ebb and flow but it also has to like be extracted out into like a meaningful you know repository uh-huh. at some level um to you know so to allow your organization to grow and benefit from that you know right. thing that you've created yeah and then it's also great like if you probably build bots and say like i've created this resource through my like you know series of rants that my company has made over the year yeah and then i can actually like leverage that with another bot or another feature yeah. bot and say oh 
like blah, 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 you know, like I just talk to the bot, say like, how do I deploy this? Yeah. It's like, well, I, you know, the bot's not going to tell you, but like, hey, I got this, uh, I've got, we got a rant about deploying, you want to check it out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully the bot, the, the process is basically like, it has been replaced by a bot. Just tell the bot to do this. Yeah. Exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like the first, if you can write it down, great. Now mm-hmm. code it into a bot and forget how you ever did it. Right. Let the bot take over. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, any other future bot ideas you guys are working on? Or? We're going to make the lunch bot feature for everybody. Um, nice. uh, that's going to be a really huge a huge feature, I think, that's going to go over huge. Um, you solve so many problems and save so much time. I cannot believe I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, no, we have scheduling and um, uh, a bunch of really cool features for Howdy on the, on the deck. And then... Um, <laughs> Um, some really exciting stuff going to happen in, in December that I can't talk about right now. Oh, but, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool stuff on the horizon. Well, well, I, well, I do want to talk to you then in December then. Circle back with you. Sounds good. It. So, yes. Well, yeah, but I am serious about the lunch. That's going to save so much time. I'm like... I it's one of these... Th- like, we, we built a lunch... It, 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 one of the original bots we even built was this lunch bot that like, hey, I want to go to lunch. Just like tell me where to go to lunch instead of like having to think about it anymore or talk about it. Um, and I like wrote an essay about it and people like really responded to it and thought it was funny or whatever. But what I've come to, to like realize, and we've seen this in the use of howdy already is that like people really actually would use this all the time. Like, just tell me where to fucking eat a hamburger. Like, um, you know, is, is just a super useful thing. And like, um, it is also kind of magical because like every once in a while it gets just like perfectly right. Um, so does it like tie into like Yelp or something like that? Or is it just like, or is it just no knowledge? No knowledge, no knowledge necessary. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make it customizable, but okay, cool. Awesome. So, uh, so, uh, and this is, uh, you get a round of funding for howdy I read. And so that's just, all systems locked in for yeah, bots that's, and that's it so we have we have we katie and i decided to shut the consultancy down and you know pivot or whatever into us into full-on startup you know so we are howdy now um and full speed ahead um uh, so usually i ask people what they're at the end like what they're passionate about but it sounds like it's it's bots and that's it yeah. legos i mean i love legos okay what's, what's about lego that you're excited about this this one was really cool hold on so you're holding up a oh the Star Wars seven yeah like Star Wars um, speeder bike um, with Ray on it super cool nice. super That's cool awesome. hey, I'll talk let's talk some Legos and Star Wars all, all night man <laughs> you have a sphere of BB eight or like five of them I have one it's still in the box because I have to promise myself that I won't open it until I've I've I like till my Christmas break happens so I'm you're missing like, out on all the um, drip campaign. Um, augmented reality videos they're sent oh what what was this tell me more about this what is this so like you can it, you'll get a push notification for the bb8 app okay. and it's like hey um there's like a message intercepted from the new order or whatever yeah <laughs> order. and then you have to look at the bb8 toy through the camera and it'll like <laughs> like r2d2 oh. like hologram style the, the thing like in an augmented reality like um, experience through the phone super okay. cool so what type of messages are they? They're just like <laughs> nothing. Kill Jedi. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, we're still evil and kill Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> just somebody in a mask. <laughs> like it looks cool though. But but that's pretty, that's a pretty smart thing to do for marketing. So cool. it's a great toy. It's a great toy. Okay. Well, Maybe I'll break it out sooner than later. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, be missing out. 
Okay, cool. Man. Awesome. And then uh, how can people find out about Howdy, learn about Howdy, get installed, get Howdy installed? Yeah, Howdy, it's howdy.ai. This is, a, I'm going to, I'm going to just pause here real quick and spell it out because people have surprisingly asked me this a lot. Oh, H-O-W-D-Y, howdy.ai. Okay. okay. A lot and of people I, who are from Texas, I believe. Or? I guess. I mean, it's crazy. Like people on the phone not understanding what I'm saying when I say howdy. And I'm Ben Brown at Ben Brown. Okay. And at, at howdy.ai, I think just uh, and go to install uh, the bot and everything like that and find out more about it. Yep. There's all sorts of materials and me appearing on um, other podcasts and um, um, things like that. Which, if you and 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 if you'd like to learn about like bots and things like that, my medium um, profile has is filled with that kind of stuff as well. Um, from like developer um, tips, um, you know, to sort of like my theoretical ideas about bots in the future. Oh, nice, cool. Well, and that's at uh, was it medium.com slash uh, at Ben Brown. Okay, cool, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. And let's talk in December. See what new stuff you come up with. Sounds good.